And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Testing. 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 Podcast. So, Brian, how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, feel good. Feel good. Couple, couple hours of work on the result. Feel good. How's your platies? Platies and boxing. Give them a wee plug there. Can we plug? Platies six a.m. Boxing seven a.m. Platies change your life. Boxing kick your ass. There you go. It's good. It's all you need. It's all you need, short and sweet. So plan of attack for today's podcast, Brian, I think we have decided we're going to go for something along the lines of how to set yourself up for success over the long term. Um, different strategies, tools that people can utilize to stay on track and get the best results. Where do you feel like is the number one place where people go wrong when setting out their plans for future success when it comes to health and fitness? They don't. <laughs> that's that's the big one, is that they don't they don't sit down and write the plan. Most people who even hammer out a bad plan do better than people who just don't bother writing the plan. People who don't yeah. bother writing writing the plan are the same kind of people who don't bother taking the progress photos. You know, it's like it's this setting up process that, you know, psychologically sets you up in a frame of mind that says, I'm ready. I'm identifying the obstacles, um, planning a procedure around them and I know what I have to do, obviously, to get done. Like the big easy one for people is like they show up to the session, they work really hard, and then they leave. It's like that's easy, you know. It's like the really the hard thing is to sit down and do the plan that needs done in order to get the the result that you want. It's like so. Well, what are you trying to do? It's like realistically, ninety percent of our clients are showing up to the workouts, and so the big thing is like why are you not getting the results? And so it's not the training because the training's periodized for everybody the same. And some people are getting results and some people aren't. And so the big thing is like obviously all that's left is nutrition. And nutrition is like super, super, super important. It's the most important factor because if you go home and literally shovel shit in your face, you will get little to no response unless you're in the absolute prime of your life, in which case you'll probably get a decent response. But that would be even more so if it was back with nutrition. So the big thing is like you need to understand how to set up a sustainable plan, a sustainable, enjoyable plan. And if you don't know how to do that and you are a fighting fit client right now, you have a coach that knows how to do that. So no excuse really. Yeah. So having a plan always beats not having a plan. That's kind of why it's part of the process for the fine fit program. Anyway, we start everyone off, we do some one-on-one training with all new clients. Then we also do a one-on-one consultation. And the whole point of the consultation is to, to set so people feel like they have a plan. So basically what we would do is the process would be we'd establish where the client is starting from. We do that through a combination of obviously through the, the level method, through the assessments, through the foundations program, we'd assess their squat, assess their deadlift, assess their, their flexibility, their cardio, different elements of their fitness. And then we'd also obviously get their, you know, their, their starting weight, their body fat percentage, BMI, that kind of stuff. Then once we know where we're starting from, then we can ask the client, where do they want to go? And, and what timeline are we looking at? So I want to lose two stone. Okay, how, how when do you want to lose two stone by? Are we talking 12 weeks, six months, nine months, 12 months? And then say they say, oh, yeah, I want to do it in 
12 weeks okay it's like okay well do you fully understand what it's going to take to achieve that to understand like you know the the kind of the severe deficit that we're going to have to um that we're going to have to implement to achieve that goal in that time frame and you try and you know talk with the client because it's really important that we don't tell the client what to what to achieve like i like to make sure that we're working towards the client's goals obviously giving them some some advice um and steering them onto the right path but at the end of the day you know somebody's not going to work very hard for somebody else's goals it has to kind of be what they genuinely want and this is why i find that doing stuff like say for example the kickstarter program works very well because people do want to see it see a tangible significant result in a very, relatively short period of time because if they didn't they would not stay motivated you know if people were kind of you can you can sell people a pound a week you know and tell them it's what's best for them but if they're seeing a pound a week like 0.5 on the scales every week and they're you know they're going to the gym four or five days a week they feel like they're always counting their calories or meal prepping or getting their step out and they're, they're, oh, it's just a pound you know because they're used to seeing people losing five ten twenty pounds in, in a relatively short period of time we need to get it all back um but this is kind of what you're what you're up against so our process would be establish the starting point establish the end point and then essentially it's just a, it's just a process for reverse engineering success and asking the question what do i have to do day to day week to week to achieve that goal okay so first off obviously if it's weight loss related then we can easily work at a deficit so we can say okay based on your bmr or your tde uh, your total daily energy expenditure we you'd need to be in then to say you know the most common goal for people to be able to say lose about a kilogram a week is kind of people want to lose maybe two pounds a week they're pretty happy with that and then over the course of say a six or twelve week block like we're talking about losing you know stone and a half to two stone yeah which is pretty solid um well, what do you what do you think of that so far, Brandon? So establishing the starting point, establish the end point, reverse engineer success, and kind of going from there. Yeah, hundred percent. And then obviously that's going to change everybody as uh, or change from person to person based on the numbers. But the big thing is like get the day right, get it right. You have to plan for a week because generally most of your tasks are going to take about a week. And like or sorry, most of your planning is going to incorporate about a week. As I said, people most people get paid week to week, we shop week to week. You're looking at a week. But then once you've got that, that's one day of the week, right? Hopefully all at this stage, you've already got your plan. You do your shopping list and then it's a day by day process. It's like, and so again, it's like people are keep looking towards, you know, obviously two pound a week, they lose three stones. Like this journey of yours is only ever really going to look like a day at a time. Like it's all we can take on. In fact, it's nearly even just moment to moment. moment. Uh, and, you know, if you have it really dialed in, it's about four or five meals. That's all you have to get right three maybe two to three big meals and two to three snacks that's all you have to get right but that's people don't break it down like that they don't have the breakfast plan they don't have and then it's like you're not enjoying it and so it's like right well then good luck with the week good luck with the month good luck with the 12 weeks you know that sort of way so it's like we really have to go down into the nitty-gritty detail and find out why your diet plan is going to work for you and we can't just whip ourselves through chicken and salad for 12 weeks and then, as you said, most people aren't happy with the pound a week because it's too small. But realistically, like uh, the, the perceived the perceived result is not is not big enough for the perceived sacrifice that they're making. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like people want more. Yeah. And again, and again, I also, and I always feel like they're enough. I feel like I feel like people should be able to lose fat a little bit more aggressively if they're you know doing a structured program and working with a coach. But like, so they need to have an exit strategy. They need an aggressive fat loss phase. Like you need to have an exit strategy because I've done it a hundred times. There's a shitload of weight in a relatively short period of time. And then you fucking go out, go out drinking or because it's always to an event. You're always losing weight for a wedding, losing weight for a holiday, losing weight 
for some period of time where you're kind of letting loose and then before you know it you've gained five ten pounds back and again you this is where the in, in, enjoyment of the diet needs to be like so so important because you know the only reason you'd ever stop is if you're not enjoying it you know and so this is what you said is like a pound a week shouldn't feel hard to achieve and so that's the difference like if it feels like a sacrifice your plan nowadays is wrong like i'm not sure if you're aware on tiktok and instagram the amount of tasty high protein recipes that there is is like weight loss nowadays is not hard it's not hard you can bread and fry chicken and have a chicken wrap or chicken burger or you know some kind of decadent meal now with low fat fucking elements in it and weight loss just becomes easy and the age information we have out there is like it's it makes it so easy to find a recipe that you like um and then just keep cycling them it's like so if you are if you are still swinging from you know eggs and avocado and that's your only breakfast source and generally it's like it's not it doesn't feel like a treat it's like if you don't have any kind of meal that feels like a treat in your day you're going to feel eggs and avocado right if it's not a treat delicious what is that eggs avocado on toast is one of the tastiest breakfast you can get yeah, but, but but you don't feel like you've been naughty. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like that's something like something people like. It's just like we like to rebel. It's in our nature to rebel. It's in our nature to kind of want to kick back against our higher self. And so when you can kick back and get that same kind of oh I was bold feeling, but you're still staying on track. Like that's so so important. And so if you don't have that included in your strategy, well then when it does come time, you're going to kick back. You're going to kick back. Like again, like we we like to pretend that we're not gonna we're not gonna go. Oh no, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be naughty. It's like we're gonna we're trying to pretend like we can't do like we're not gonna do that. You are gonna do it. And so, what is your option to do that? And so it's like yeah. that's what we need. Well, so I try and say to clients all the time on on consultations, like you know, you don't need you don't need to be a hundred percent to be an A student. An A student is eighty five percent plus, and that's good enough to get great results. So kind of try and take the pressure pressure off immediately that you don't have to get this perfectly. That you know, if you've got if you've got six and a half out of seven days or six days out of seven that are pretty solid like you know you, you will still do really well over the long term and that's yeah. kind of what really matters in kind of having that kind of long-term view but also i feel like you know when it comes to health and fitness and weight loss i feel like it's pretty much everything is intuitive like we know we know our higher self knows and when i say we say our higher self is just in that voice in the back of our heads that's kind of trying to push us in a positive direction and um, knows what the right thing to do is we know intuitively what's good food what's bad food for, for want of a better word, you know, we know when the portion size is too big. We know when we should get out for a walk. We know when we should get to the gym. Like we know all this intuitively. It's not it's not complicated, um, and we'd listen to that higher higher voice. Um, you know, we would be successful. But the problem is, it's managing our time and managing our emotions that is the hard part. Like for me, for example, like I was doing a little bit of reflection recently and thinking, like, what's what is what is the number one thing holding me back, say, from from pursuing my my highest self or um, you know my 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 top goals is like i feel like maybe it's sleep you know not having a the bedtime routine could be a little bit better like even for example today like you know waking up a little bit tired and stuff because i stayed up a little bit too late it's like that that seems to creep in a couple of times a week so it's like okay what what is what is at the root of what is at the root of the the problems that kind of keep manifesting themselves kind of in your life that kind of keep holding you back you know kind of doing some self-reflection asking these questions maybe like what are the things that keep repeating time and time again is it the food is it you know another one might be like you know the shopping you know you come home 
busy day fuck you know like you have a good routine with shopping like you know like do you have a set day do you do your shopping every thursday you know for me i like it's like it's me it might be you know it's might be thursday might be friday might be saturday you know kind of depends depends on the week so it's really time management and stress management it's stress management emotion management these are the things that really hold people back because people i feel like people know what to eat people have maybe a couple of go-to breakfasts, a couple of go-to lunches a couple of go-to dinners in their mind but it's managing their time and that's kind of why i find like what we're going to be doing with the with the reset retreat that's kind of why i like to come back to this because people feel like a lot of this stuff is one and done like you don't sit down and write at your plan write at your goals write at your vision write at your see your perfect week your perfect day do all this stuff and that's it done once forever like i feel like i need to revisit this stuff ideally you're doing it every quarter and you know that would be best good would be you know every six months and uh, decent would be once a year where you're kind of revisiting this stuff all the time because again as me myself and chris are going to talk about in, in the next podcast you know this kind of concept of drifting like we always drift from our from our goals this is life you get sucked into kind of that unconscious state and you're kind of you know watching netflix and doing things that aren't pushing in, in the direction that you want to go so with that said brandon what do you what do you think about that like is it is it that complicated you know do we do we not know already you know do we not know the things that we need to be doing what what stops us from doing the things we know that we we got to do um so back to what we said last week it's it's all about it's all about you know, when you hit the nail in the head there so we could bat around these ideas all day it's like it's your higher self and your lower self it's that identity and so as you said you definitely should be planning every quarter your meal plan your goals and that kind of stuff that's why we do goal reviews you know every 90 days and um, you know, we have weekly coaching calls and all that kind of stuff to kind of keep, stay on top of things. But like a good restaurant will change their menu seasonally, you know. But people expect to stick to the same meal plan all year round. You know, it's like it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work like that. And then the other side as well, you know, having on and off season. And just being honest with yourself about where you're at and where you're starting with. It's like generally, like a protein shake a day for most people would be fucking amazing. Just cutting out your lunchtime snack and replacing it with an apple is challenge enough for some people and so the thing is is that because we know what to do and as you said our higher self is a, can be a little bit of a, a perfectionist and so then when we can't achieve everything that our higher self wants to do in one fell swoop well then we just go oh well fuck it and so it really is this it's 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 a, it's a brick by brick process and i find it just it's you have to have a white belt mentality like you really have to take this thing on with a very very humble attitude because i feel like i feel like sometimes like it's it's nearly hard to broach the conversation of like, do you know how to cook? You know, do you know how to plan your meals? You know, like, do, do you know how to do these little easy peasy strategies without like, without fucking up? You know, yeah. it's like, because it, if you knew how to do it, well, then you do it. And so you're obviously doing not it, doing, it with, doing it with minimal efforts. So it doesn't feel like, you know, like, oh, my God, I've been making so much sacrifice all week. Yeah. People do like people yeah. make, make eggs for breakfast three days in a row to feel like, you know, it's time for a Michelin star. Yes, um, yeah. Or like, or or Jordan just go, like, oh my god, I've been on a diet all week. No, you've eggs and toast. Like that's it's a good breakfast. Like why, like you know, it's not cocoa pops, but like why do you feel like why do you feel like you need to eat cocoa pops every day, kind of type thing? Yeah. And well, and so well, that that's a good question, and the, the answer to that, and again, this is this is where the personal development and self development and just self learning really starts to take on. It's like because it's a very highly addictive food, and so you're not wrong for wanting it every every day. You've engaged and you have been brought up in a culture of very, very, very attractive, strong pollen stimulus. Highly processed, highly palatable, highly... Yeah. Like you're, like that, that Cocoa Pops. Like I remember like I was in a Pop-Tart circle for 
a, a little over two or three months for a while. I just I just didn't want to stop. I was like, I love my podcasts. They're amazing. I was having them for fucking breakfast. And it's like, you know, it's like, why would you? How are you supposed to pull away from that? You know, when, when it is. Like, that whole thing, like, because obviously we, we do also promote, like, you know, like a flexible diet and, um, like a flexible dieting strategy. But at the same time, it's like, you know, in terms of nutrition, and it's because remember, food is not just calories. You know, like if you eat pop tarts for breakfast, you're not going to be full for very long. You haven't, it's going to be very difficult for you to hit your protein. You're, you're going to have to eat a large amount of protein at lunch, a large amount of protein at dinner. There's not a lot of fiber, you know. So it's really like looking at food in terms of, you know, how's this going to make me feel later in the day? Because although something might fit your calories, you know, like you do like, a, you know, the famous experiment, the famous flexible lighting experiment, with the professor who had Twinkies and lost a lot of weight. He let uh, literally just Twinkies and lost the weight. Like, his energy his energy wasn't good he's was probably hungry all the time you know food is food is more than just calories and again you can just break it down just to the numbers in its simplest form and everyone kind of it's all over tiktok and social media these days like you know calorie deficit calorie deficit calorie deficit. like but it's like yeah it's like I'm, what i'm trying to get across like like it's a little bit more complex than that once it comes into the realm of you know managing our time managing our emotions managing our stress managing work that kind of stuff and these are the things i feel like people need to focus on because I feel like you know enough intuitively about nutrition, you know enough intuitively about exercise. It's managing your time. This is, these are probably the blind spots that people have because people say like everybody's busy, but I really don't know anybody. And again, I've done it several times, you know, like where you sit down and this is why I can be so honestly self-critical of myself. Um, I would hope in a positive way, because again, it's all in the pursuit of, of trying to be better, trying to be more effective you know, sit down and plan a week. I know that there's so much dead space. Like I know if I take on my phone, I go into settings, I look at digital health and well-being, that I spend too much time on my phone. That I, Like it's impossible for me knowing that information to say that I'm too busy to achieve X, Y, and Z. So I kind of take that excuse and then I have to, I'm forced to say I'm not managing my time effectively rather than saying I don't have enough time. You know, and I'm not managing, you know, I'm not managing my energy levels rather than saying I'm lazy. You get what I'm saying? Like really like looking look to the core of the issue rather than going for the 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 easy excuse of being, you know, of not having enough time, etc. Yeah. Well, that's it bring bring back like the speeches that Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, you know, it's like we all have 24 hours a day. And so, you know, it's like they're like exactly it's like, and obviously everybody's got bullshit that they have to deal with and everybody's got their own stuff. It's like so the question is, do you have too much on your plate that you can achieve what you want to do? And that's I, I think I think it's subjective, you know, because you know everybody is like you know you might feel overwhelmed, you know, and so yeah. we and right now you might be doing all you, you need to do, but then you know the personal development route would say okay, well let's start working on your your, your stress management, you know, let's start let's 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 start just meditating and see how much um, you know how much that un like takes away from the own overwhelming feeling, and so then you become better at dealing with your problems because realistically, if you have let's say. Um, you know, God forbid, you know, kids with disabilities, you've got an el elderly parent that you look after and maybe a full-time job and you're a single parent. It's like, that is a lot on your plate. It's like, but does that mean that you can't be fit and look after the body you're living in as well? It's like, no, it doesn't actually, you know, and I'm sure that there's a model out there of somebody that's absolutely smashing it. And if there was, and if a Hollywood crew ever decided to probably make a, a, an inspirational movie about it, you know, um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen The Pursuit of Happiness. It's like that guy literally had nothing and you know created so much because he just you know it's like obviously he got his priorities set and he just said right well look even though we're at rock bottom we're just going to keep doing our best and that really is generally enough and so it's like look if you need to do if you want to get your body in shape and you've got all that going on it's like wake up in the morning do 20 squats 20 push-ups 
do that first thing in the morning, do it in your lunch break, and do it at night. That's a great start. That's yeah. a fantastic start. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get yourself a good breakfast, get a protein shake into you. You know, that's another great start. And then imagine if that's all you kept together for two years. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I agree 100%. I, when I kind of thought we know there was kind of this kind of concept of like seasons and bandwidth. That's kind of, for me, probably has been the biggest lesson over the last couple of years. That like I only have the first off, the life comes in seasons that it can't be, it can't be like, you know, my kind of set goals like health, wealth, career, contribution. So goals about my health and up in my own kind of personal fitness, my own personal fitness goals, my own personal health goals, health, wealth, obviously business goals, career goals, finance goals, that kind of stuff. Yeah, career, you know, kind of develop myself to be, you know, a good business owner, a good coach, all that kind of stuff. And then contribution, how am I contributing to my family, my relations, my community, that kind of thing. And what I what I've kind of realized was like, you know, I can't, it's, it's hard to do all of it all the time. Like for example, like the last couple of years there were kind of COVID. There was actually me and Jim were actually reflecting this the other night and just having a conversation. Just like actually that was actually a bit of a crazy time for us. Like, you know, the fact like we were opening the new facility, it was kind of in the middle of COVID, all the lockdown. Jen was pregnant, having the baby, we had a newborn, you know, it was actually pretty hectic. And I didn't have the bandwidth even looking back, like I put on, you know, 15, 20 pounds over the course of that period as well, like like a lot of people. And it was because again, I didn't have the bandwidth for it. But it's really about you can't let it go to zero like that kind of concept of the flower pots you know health wealth career contribution like you can't you can never let any area of your life go to zero where you completely neglect it you have to just touch it so some people maybe this is not the right season for you to be looking to transform your body because maybe you have other things going on that are taking a lot of your time energy attention focus but what you can't do is you, sh- you, sh- you shouldn't neglect it. it doesn't mean right i'm quitting the gym it's okay right i would i would still include exercise like exercise really is one of them things like the you know the that quote or that that meme or whatever that's, that kind of goes around you know like exercise is the most underutilized anti antidepressant that exists and it is true like you know people who exercise regularly have such an advantage over people who don't um so right so then, so then here we here we come right let's 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 talk about like limiting factors and um you know excuses as to why you couldn't get in so it's like you feel like all right should never go to zero so is there any excuse for ever not doing exercise Yes, a hundred percent. There, there like definitely is, but I feel like not, but not, but not over a sustained period of time. Like, like so, be like, like family, like you know, the whole thing. Family comes first. Like your child's sick, you know, and you you call them to work. You have to stay late. Like some of these things. Like that's why. Like, oh, yeah, oh, no, sorry, I appreciate sorry. Like, well, calling call people excuses. I, I agree with that, but it's also I feel like everybody's everybody's excuses are justified in in, in, in if if you kind of take the time to kind of empathize. Oh. Like. Right, so, so let's, get, let's, get, let's get definitions out, right? So excuses are not justified. Reasons are justified, right? Short term, yes, you can mix, miss exercise justifiably. Medium term, I don't think so. Like, I don't think there's any excuse apart from obviously like the hierarchy falling. Like for talk's sake, let's say your kid's sick. Fuck fitness. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like I don't give it. It's not a priority anymore. Your priorities just change. If fitness is, if you're still at a level playing field where you feel like, okay, this is my life. This is how it's going to be difficulties or not there is no excuse ever for missing exercise you can have two broken legs and be paralyzed and still do push-ups and get a set of dumbbells um, that now that's not saying that you have to commit to workouts that's not saying you have to commit to being the best it's not saying but it's like are you telling me that you like you're giving yourself an excuse of saying oh i'm too busy it's like how long does it take you to do five sets of 20 push-ups how long does it take you to do five sets of 10 push-ups how long does it take you to do five sets, 10 push-ups, 10 squats, 10 sit-ups? Not very long. Like literally minutes. We're talking minutes. 
And so and people, really... people, but a lot of people would not would not um you know they wouldn't give they wouldn't give that the kind of the respect is there was like like that would change your day that would completely change your state that would completely change your physiology that would get your heart rate up that would get the blood pumping around your body fill your you know filling your lungs with oxygen like even just doing like you know a short you know 20 push-ups 20 sit-ups 20 squats this, like that and much I, more if you start your day with that would be better than a coffee this is why i said to you a bit at the very start is like the white belt mentality these people are too big for the britches if it's not if it's not 100 push-ups, if it's not a bench press with 100 kilo on the bar, it's not worth your while. It's like, who told you that? Who told you? Where does this idea come from? Like, we need to start being humble. And this is not, not a criticism on anybody. This is like, this is an empowering thing. When we say there's no excuses and there's no effort small enough, it's like, or no effort too small, it's like, you can literally do anything and it's worth your while. They're like, if you literally decided to pick up a habit of doing 30 squats a day and you did that over the course of the next five years, your legs would look completely different. But it's like it's, yeah. it's it's that little habit, and again, as you said, people don't give it enough value, and so people don't do it. And so the reason that it's easy not to do, or the reason is it's so easy to do, it's just as easy not to do it. And so again, it's about giving these little habits and being humble enough. It's like brushing your teeth rarely matters. It's like a, there's very very rarely a difference if you brush your teeth from one brush to the next. But every six or seven brushes make a difference. Every twenty brushes makes a difference. Every fifty brushes makes a massive massive difference. And First, all you need to do is miss them 50 brushes to find out. But people walk around and they don't know what it's like to have those 50 sets in their legs. And then they go, like, for toxic, like, I barely missed the beats when I was in holidays. I, I committed to doing 100 pushups every day. And it wasn't a lot, but, it, like, it made a difference. It was two weeks. <laughs> Most people can't do 100 pushups. But, it, but even, can, even, even across five sets. But you can do 10, <clears throat> 10 pushups, 10 pushups, 10 sets over the space of five hours. Five. Yeah. You know, and you can do them from your knees, you can do them on a wall, you can do them on a bench. Like you can do something, you can do anything, whatever you can do and whatever your max is, that's what you should be doing consistently. But what you I'm what, what I'm trying to get across with, with the whole kind of seasonality and the whole bandwidth thing is to kind of really kind of also for, for just to kind of really get across anybody out there that is struggling, you know, that like maybe this isn't the season. Because again, I would say you know, seasons like you know, spring, summer, autumn, winter kind of thing, like usually like every say 12 weeks i'd kind of consider a season some seasons are longer for some people like you know there's seasons that last you know a year or two or whatever but i'm just saying like during that period like try not you try not to neglect your your body because you really leave yourself with a hill to climb and you make it a lot easier whereas you gotta you gotta touch it you gotta touch it a couple of times a week like for me even when i was kind of wasn't doing great i was still train at least three days a week just to kind of get something done and i just noticed like like massively like the, the, the change in mood the change in state from before and after exercise especially when there's especially when it's kind of cardio related like even though that workout we done on monday like with the running like i just feel i just be so elated after any exercise that involves kind of cardio boxing as well so cardio seems it seems to really do it for me gets to get the endorphins going but i but i just for people it's just it's so much easier to kind of go through these difficult periods in our life when we have exercise when we have systems or routines that help us to um, feel good because otherwise it's just shit you know it's just a hardship and there's no i literally i don't even exercise but now that you mention it i noticed now we went back boxing actually two two of the nights that i went home in to mason that after boxing i actually was in the best form i've ever been in and only after you're saying that that i know i think i kind of half noticed it's fine but now that you're saying like i really noticed it but that's not even why i train that's not even the thing that makes me feel good with training the thing that makes me feel good about training is the fact that I never miss it. Or if I miss it, it's feel like, like I remember like I was sick with COVID for like three months. I couldn't train. And I knew I had built up 
a, 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 a reputation. Nobody thought I was bluffing. Not I know there was not one person said, oh, he's just doing a good off training. Everybody knows when I can train, I will be training. I will be doing something. And not every session I do is killer, but it's like I don't miss a session at all. And it, that's what makes me feel good. It's like, see, the, see that identity. I can only imagine the polar opposite of it. And I know because I used to have it. It's like it literally feels like shit. It's like having this low confidence, low self-belief because you're the guy that misses every time. I always fob it off. I have a, a similar relationship with an un, an unstarted relationship with a cold shower. And it's like I know every time I get in the shower, I miss that cold shower. And that actually, that, like, that sits with me and I feel like a weak person because of it. And hopefully one day... You'll attack the cold showers and then get into the ocean. For any yes. clients listening, like really try and twist Brandon's arm into doing some sort of pier jump and sea swimming. No, it seems to be, it seems to be, his, it seems to be his, his, his deepest fear. Cold, 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 cold. I don't want to do the sea because I think it's disgusting and smelly and sandy. But like cold, like really, really, really. I don't like. I ha I do have like, and I really feel like there's a big wall for growth for me to get over with being able to just embrace. And again, put it out there. Feel free, guys, to to challenge Maybe, me. Because when we were chatting before, before we went live, we're talking about what kind of podcast we could do. Like this kind of just sticks out as like, you know, the obstacle is the way. The, yeah. the, cave, you fear, the cave you fear to enter holds a treasure seat. That is probably the biggest opportunity you have for personal growth. Yeah, I know. I feel yeah. it. And I, I can I can see that it's there, but I don't like I, I feel less. I feel like maybe like the one of the things that really helps me is social levels. Like I really feel like if me and you set up a system where it was an ice plunge here and we had to do it, like I would do it. If it was social pressure or social levels, like I would definitely do it. And that would be initial like, momentum to get me set up. And so if anybody's kind of experienced with, with exercises, like I'm not criticizing, I get it. I understand what it's like, but it's like, what, like again, what we're doing now is like set up a system to kind of get yourself going. Because once you get it over and then you get that little bit of a boost, oh, I did it. It's like, that will just kind of keep you going forward. But I just, I just can't bring myself to wretch that fucking temperature down to zero and just stand there i just it's 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 just easy to avoid yeah well and like most things again maybe you don't have the bandwidth for it because again because you're already working out five days a week you're already a dad you're already working 40 50 hours you're, you're already doing all these other things that again maybe you just don't have the bandwidth again to take on another task you know so this is this is kind of what i'm trying to get across my point is like you can't we can't we can't do everything all the time you yeah, know, by, by the way I, yeah i don't argue this at all i completely agree with you i do completely agree yeah, because you know, I know for me, like you know, any any period of my life where I've kind of where I've kind of really advanced, say for example, particularly what seems to be the main focus for me over the last four or five years is obviously say like my career goals, my business goals. Any time that I've been really really stuck into that, I've always either maybe neglected my relationships or maybe neglected my my it's usually my my health my own personal health goals, and that's kind of I think feel like a common trap that people fall into, especially as we get into as we become parents and we're kind of taking care of other people. It's easy to you know, to neglect ourselves uh, while we take care of other people in our own minds anyway. Whereas the truth of the matter is the old concept of, you know, fill up your own cup, cup first. I would actually, I would actually probably be more, more productive, more effective, more efficient if I actually look after myself because my energy be better, be more clear, more focused, etc. So I think that that is important, but it's also just like, I feel like good coaching really always starts with a, starts from a place of empathy and really can understand that like, you know, life is life, life can be hard, but we're just trying to encourage people like, even if you are struggling right now and like you can't lose a pound a week, like maintaining for a lot of people is good. Cause I know when I turn one, if I, if I just stop looking at it, it just creeps up and up and up and up and up and up. And the more I know it, 
two months have gone by now i've got five or ten pounds of losing my golf fuck whereas i had have just kept chipping away just kept showing up doing a little bit just doing it here, just here, here's a here's a, here's a nice way to do it it's like if you're really struggling to lose a pound it's like don't worry about a pound a week a pound a week is not what's important what's really important is the habits so if you can't manage a pound a week pick one habit just be the th- kind of person who's like even in the thick of it all it's like what's your win for today that's all we need to set up we just need to get you one win and so what's that win if like the easy one and first one for me is a protein shake that's the easiest win for me nutritionally as i can get so if i can get 50 grams of protein into me you know i know i'm 50 grams up and it's a good habit to get into and so it's 50 grams more than i would have had you know generally most people have a decent portion of protein for their dinner than the 20 grams maybe a protein yogurt we're sitting at 100 maybe 80 grams of protein so far you know so we're doing pretty well if we could at least get that we're starting to feel a little bit of confidence and you know as i said it wasn't a, it, it's not a big deal like i said it doesn't require too much bandwidth to make a protein shake um then after that then it's like right well what's your what's your next easiest win and then just maybe it's a walk that's it yeah, I, I would i would encourage i would encourage people to because we i found again and i've done hundreds and hundreds of consultations at this point and i find that for for most people the workout is what we would call the keystone habit. The workout is the key thing that holds the routine together. When we work out, we eat better, we move more, we drink more water, we tend to make better nutrition choices. It's that one thing. If we focus on getting the workout done, because again, it's not just about the workout. We have to kind of think, we can't We can't necessarily think of things in isolation. You have to think about how like these different things interact with each other. And even as you mentioned, with the protein shake, the protein shake is not just a protein shake. It's not just getting you know an extra 25 grams of protein or 50 grams of protein. It's the satiation effect now that protein gives you. It's the fact that now because you've had a, pro, a, a, a protein-based meal that you're not going to be hungry for two, three hours. And that will make a big difference because usually you'd, you'd stop off and you grab that snack, um, that croissant and that cup of, cup of coffee. Yeah. And then and that can kind of start the sugar, the sugar energy cycle for the day. But that's a vote. Remember we talked about last week about the votes. That's a vote for your higher self. That's a vote for the positive win. And so, again, it's about getting all these votes in and say. Well, I didn't miss it today because every time you miss it, that's a vote for your negative self. It's negative momentum. We're building negative habits. It's like every time you get a protein shake, that's all about momentum. It's another vote on we're starting to tip the scales. Right now, the scales figure, figuratively and literally are tipped in the favor you don't want it to. It's like, and so it's like, yeah, a protein shake's not going to admit, but it's like a hundred might do it. You know, a hundred protein shakes, a hundred apples, a hundred walks. That can tip the scales in your favor, literally. And no, no, not necessarily. No, I, I, I also think like don't, 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 don't um, underappreciate the power of one, the power of one protein shake. Because again, it's it, that could that could be the protein shake that starts the habit. It's like don't like because obviously listen, we always start these things. We always tell ourselves, you know, we say, okay, right, Sunday, no, throwing it all the shit in the house, starting this new plan. We get the pen and paper, out, we're doing, it, and then we, and but it's like eventually one of the, like eventually. One of them, one of these starting points, one of these challenges could be the challenge. Like this could be the one that really changes your life forever. You know, that kind of really builds, because that's what you said, like momentum. Like that's what people really need to realize. Oh, I feel like it's, oh, not about, just, it's not about just, motivation, it's about momentum. Go on. Just on that then again. So that's a really, really, this is a really, really interesting idea. So you're after saying that one challenge could be it, right? So that one challenge could be it, right? Be the and then, what is that? Could be the catalyst that kind yes. of starts the genuine transformation. Yeah, and then what happens is that um, that reaction, you know, catalyst and fucking whatever that comes next, talking chemistry terms, burns out, fizzles out. Then you're back to scratch and you start again. And that's cool. That's the journey. That is part of the journey. So it's like people always expect to start and then it to be a smooth, 
sail to the top and it's like it's not it's like so maybe it's like this like this is what your journey looks like like you stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped and started but again it's this process but like i said one of these starts could be your massive jump 100 yeah. percent. that was what what you're saying but you could have already like don't don't discredit all the work you've already done you still are ahead of where you are you still made the progress you know no, so, that's, kind of, that's what i'm trying to get to. it's like you're starting from experience you're like you know you're not you're never starting again like just because you fail the challenge again if you're if you're even modestly self-aware you know but again to be fair like a lot of people aren't to be keep falling these traps you make the same mistakes again and again and again but if you're modestly self-aware or if you take the time to reflect and ask you know a couple of important questions and why why did that not work every next every attempt you're carrying that experience forward even if it's just one or two experience points this whole like concept you don't know, think of life like a video game you carry that experience into the next attempt you've seen this before you've you've faced these obstacles before you've tried to pass this level before you failed the last time but what could you do different now what could how could you try a different strategy a different different routine um to try and help you get the outcome that you're that you're looking for and so this is another like little video game analogy right let's say you're sitting there with 17,000 experience points in the bank. It's like, we've never actually done anything with them. And so, so that's what your planning session is. This is where we start assigning our experience points. And we start like, going, okay, right. So what have I done in the past that works? What have I done in the past that hasn't worked? Right. Now we're going to put X, Y, and Z into your nutrition plan. Cause we know that that's not what happened before. You know, now we're going to, instead of overloading ourselves, now we're going to, you know, take on a little bit less, but we're going to try and broaden out and go a little more um, consistently. Like for toxic, I've done, six or seven or eight extreme nutrition strategies and so it's like i know not to do them anymore at least as uh as my fixed strategy because i know from my experience and the only way i know it is from my experience and so again don't be afraid to go through the motions and really learn like i did every exercise known to man badly before i did it well you know i did i did all my nutrition plans very badly before i did it well and exercise and nutrition are still getting better it's it's a journey it's like it's it's not like you're never going to arrive it could always get better yeah and that's a, that, and that's kind of what people need to realize like you know it is this ongoing journey yeah you're just really trying to stack stack the experience points until you find the routine that kind of works for yourself and as you said like the white belt mentality like this is why like i just like for me like my role in the business now is kind of is more you know obviously kind of managing the team and stuff i don't really coach a lot and that kind of stuff anymore but i love my job because my job is the sales you know it's getting people to start because if we don't get people to start they can't help them you know that's such such an important um such an important part of the part of the journey just making that decision to invest in yourself and actually start and actually get help and get a structured program in place so that you know you're putting up the railing so that you're more likely to stay stay on the path because i just know from my personal experience like you know without without coaching without structure without accountability you know it is hard it is hard to manage everything so that's kind of why I would encourage everybody if you are struggling. Also, also very easy just to lower your standards. That's something I find like that people do in order to kind of shield themselves from from the work is that they'll just lower their standards. Like I, I wanted to wanted to and people do it initially almost nearly defensively in like goal reviews sometimes like I don't want a six pack. Oh I don't want a six pack. Or I don't want an abs. It's like why not? It's like oh because I know it'll cost me. You know I mean? which yeah. is again which, which is fair enough and but so it's, it's like just understand we do that with so many different things it's like if you're saying oh you yeah, know i'm kind of grand <laughs> it's like it's because you're intimidated by the work which is fair enough because the work is intimidating like it's something that the level method has shown me and really taught me for myself it's like i me and chris are nearly pushing on black the pair of us and i remember when i got my purple like i thought brown was impossible 
Yeah. And so I was like, it, like, and I nearly didn't want to do it because I, and then when I got to Brown, I was like, oh, I don't even talk to him. Like, I generally, I don't even want the black band because I just don't, I don't think I'm capable of the work. But then it's like, well, what, 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 what options do you have? It's like, you can regress or you can progress. It's like, and I, I really don't want to progress. Like, I am the kind of person that really doesn't want to progress, but I also am the kind of person who doesn't want a cool shower. Like, it's not as if I just fucking love misery. It's like, but yeah. if we just take on a little bit every day, we will get better. And, Find out again how what that load is for you based on as you put in your terms your bandwidth. It's like what can you take on? It's like take on something small if that's what you, all you're fit for. But do take on something. Like don't take on nothing. Say your plate's full. It's like you can manage something. You can you can you know you can become more efficient with your time to give five percent. You can become take on some stress management tools to get another five percent. Now you just got ten percent. Boom. That's that's if that's all you can manage, perfect. We'll take that. That's way better than nothing. That's way better than going backwards. Ten percent over five years will be exponential. Whereas you know, you know, it's very hard to hold a straight line. So you'll probably go up and way down because it's easy to go down. Yeah, like I even even from Atomic Habits last week, like one percent one percent better every every uh, day will will leave you thirty seven times better at the end of the year. And as you said, with the I notice people in the gym all the time, and you know they, they might be maintaining for nearly a year, and then you know obviously look things get in the way, and then they leave, and then like they were maintaining for a year, and like by no means they weren't a fantastic, uh, they weren't making fantastic progress, but when they leave, they come back and they're a stone or two heavier. And it's like oh no, yeah. and so it's like that's because yeah. like, people because people undervalue people undervalue the undervalue the maintenance because there's a lot of people again, and I'm one of them. Like if I'm not. Instead of I'm not engaged, like I like I will go backwards. If if once I stop exercising, I will go backwards. You know, I need like exercise is kind of what keeps me keeps me on the keeps me on the path because because my rules have changed. That's this is kind of I was kind of getting. I was thinking I was gonna bring this up earlier. You know, like like yesterday, like honestly, like I had, I only had like three four thousand steps. You know, I literally I went for it for a walk, like a five k walk last night, and I like I barely scraped ten thousand steps yesterday. You know what I mean? So it's all relative. Like even though like yesterday, like my my calories are relatively low. You know, it was like because I wasn't moving that much because it's all relative. The nutrition, it's like yeah, maybe maybe you are, maybe you are eating being, being like you know, say relatively say restrictive, or you maybe are achieving a calorie deficit. But one day your steps are fifteen thousand, another day your steps are five thousand, and the deficit is not the same on them days. So like that's that's important to note. Um, kind of go back to another point you were talking about, like a uh, momentum. I think is, is important to emphasize. You know, when it comes to motivation, and this is kind of why it's important to kind of just show up and just do something, even there, like you know um you know not getting say if you don't get a workout it's like well, at least go for a walk like lower the barrier do something because if you maintain the momentum that is really what the motivation is all about you know we the old saying like you know miss a day that's fine shit happens life gets in the way but never miss two days in a row because if you miss two days in a row the likelihood of that turning into a week has now exponentially increased whereas you really want to kind of keep the momentum up that is the key thing you know two things that people need to stay motivated i think is number one is momentum you gotta you gotta keep the wheel Keep the wheels moving. If the wheels stop, it can be very difficult to get them going and get them moving again. It's like the guy, is it was it Atlas was pushing the boulder up the hill? No, oh, yeah. he, said, he said this last week as well. Atlas, I think, holds the earth. I think it's I, I don't think it's Prometheus, but I'll find out because I know I know you said yeah. it last week. But but it's just that thing, it's like once to, to get the ball rolling is the hardest part. You know, once the wheel once the wheels are in motion, it's easier to keep it moving. It's once you come to a dead stop, it can be very, very difficult to get going again. Um, so that's number one. Who? Sissy fuss. There you go. Um, and then the other the other one then um, not momentum, then progress is like measuring progress and not just having like this is another thing that we do again as part of the program. Um 
you know, we try not to, we, we set multiple goals for people. So it's not just about, you know, weight loss. If you're only, if you're only measuring success or weight loss, like you're leaving so much, so much opportunity to kind of stay motivated on the table because seeing progress, people start from either inspiration or desperation, right? Or inspired by somebody around us, usually someone that we feel like, oh, we're just like them. So if they can do it, we can do it. So we're kind of inspired, inspired by these people when we see them make a um, significant change. But then also it's desperation. And this is usually, unfortunately, the, the, the reason most of us start things is because, yeah, I tried all my suit. It doesn't fit the way it used to. Shit, I've got a holiday in six months. I'm embarrassed to take my top off. Um, X, Y, Z, you know, insert scenario here. Um, so it's just really important that we kind of get to that point where, you know, we're, um, we're not being super isolated or super selective in terms of how we measure success. Because again, for some people, showing up to the workouts three times in a week is a massive win versus uh, compared to where you were last week. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe if you didn't lose weight in the scales, did you lose inches? Or how your how your progress was looking? What's your body fat percentage looking like? Have you increased your personal best in your deadlift, your squat, your push-ups, your pull-ups? Like there's so many opportunities to be successful. And that's kind of what we would do. We'd set like, you know, usually five or six goals of people when they're starting up. Usually it would be a body composition goal, might be teacher size, dress size, weight loss, body fat, something like that. And then we're talking then, you know, maybe lower body strength, upper body strength, cardio-based goal, maybe a flexibility-based goal, a habit-based goal, nutrition-based goal as well. So we've got all these opportunities to be successful. So that even in the week that we had the wedding and we had the beer at the party and we didn't necessarily achieve the deficit, that we still made progress. I still added 10 kilos to my deadlift or whatever it is. The other side of it as well is like it has to have value to your life in some kind of way. This is why a hobby or a passion is super important. Like if you're just passionate about squats, perfect, fair play to you. I mean, that's, that's unreal. If you're just passionate about hit workouts, I mean, like you must be a special type of psycho. And so it's like, here's why it can be difficult for people who don't have a hobby in fitness or sport to become consistent because like if you're if you're just exercising to you know make progress it's like that's that's great but it's like if that's one of the reasons why the level method was so um, incredible for an awful lot of people it made them passionate about exercise for the first time because it gave them a challenge and everything then became important it's like because obviously they want to go to the gym but not only want to go to the gym they want to just in their own self. They want to do well. So now they've come this way. Well, I actually do enjoy this because I enjoy progress. I enjoy getting better at the level method. I'm enjoying making progress, and I'm enjoying the pursuit of my next plan. That can almost become your hobby. Fantastic. If you play tennis and you know that you need stronger arms for a serve or something, or you need improving mobility, and tennis, you eat, sleep, and drink tennis. Well, it's like exercise and nutrition just becomes like everything supports my hobby. So it's like it, it's not it's not difficult to do to drink a protein shake. You're like, oh, that's another thing. For, that's another mark on my goal for my for my hobby. You know, it's like oh, a box, and it's like oh, I need to go for this run because I know my fitness wasn't there last time. I know I want to I want to get that goal. But again, like for me, when I was boxing when I was younger, I didn't want to box. I was boxing for other people, so it, it didn't it didn't resonate same. I didn't like a, it's, it's hard for me to go for a run. Unless, like, I really want to do it myself for the sport. Like, when I was running, you need to because the championships in a couple of weeks, and you know, you're in trouble if you don't. Exactly, yeah. But, and also, you know, maybe I wanted to impress Jim and I didn't want to let him down and that kind of stuff. But that's not nearly as powerful as, like, now what it is. Like, now I just really want, like, I, I identify as a boxer, I identify as an athlete, and I want to be the best at that just for me personally. So, a protein shake to me is a win, a takeaway to me 
I don't really enjoy as much anymore. Like it's it's nice as a treat, but it's like to me it's it's a step backwards, and I hate step backwards now because of what the what I'm working towards means so much. And so if you don't have something that means that much to you, go find it. It's like and you need to go find it because otherwise it's just going to be this kind of like yeah, well I'm doing it just for myself kind of thing, or I'm doing it because I kind of have to, which is like yeah. it's like it'll work, but it's not nearly as powerful. It's not nearly as like it, it ever doesn't feel like a win. It's not like win, 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 or everything's important off the one thing. So if you're identifying as somebody who would rather sit at home and watch Netflix and you're kind of dragging yourself to a workout, fair play to you because, again, that's nearly harder than when you have a passion and it's kind of backed by, you know, everything's back, backing up that passion. I think it's, for me anyway, and again, anyone that's interested in this kind of stuff, like I want to, I could not strongly recommend if you have the, the budget for it to come with us on the Reset Retreat. We've got a couple of spots left. Um, on the 20th of October, it's going to be three nights in Lagos, beautiful penthouse, um, you know, sea views, yoga in the morning, meditation, really kind of creating the space to kind of have these conversations so that you can kind of begin with the end in mind and decide, okay, where do I want to be? Because this is what I'm saying, if you're struggling, this is my, my point, the, the tool or the exercise, beginning with the end in mind and asking yourself, who do I want to be? When it's all said and done at my funeral, what do I want the people who I was closest to? What do I want the people from work my best friends from work, my best friends um, um, just in life, my family, my my mother, my brother, what do I want these people to say about me? And am I acting in accordance with that? So like, you know, the, the visualization process, and this is from the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, if anybody's interested, you know, the process is you 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 visualize your own funeral and you like, you know, I, I would visualize Brandon getting up and saying, uh, it's called a eulogy, I think, um, you know, saying something about me. What do I want you to be able to say say about me when it's all said and done? And it's like, am I acting? Am I acting? Am I living in a way that's going to encourage him to say the things that I want the people that I care about to say about me? And that's really powerful, you know. Um, these are the kind of things. These are the kind of conversation, the kind of exercise that people need to do. If you are struggling, you feel like you're kind of constantly just going through the motions. You're constantly failing. You just don't feel that passionate about things. It's like, right, when we, when we take it all away and we kind of work confronted with death, then we it doesn't take too long to figure out right, what's actually important to me. Um, and these are the things like these are the actually the people don't know like these just simple things like you know like people saying like they don't have time but you've literally never planned out a week you've never planned it a week hour by hour day by day you know it's like you know don't cut it off just yet like maybe you do have more time than you think you just really haven't looked there yet yeah 100 and again the other side as well is like if you're getting up at your funeral and people aren't saying the stuff that you want them to say about you it's like maybe you're living for somebody else you know, it's like, which is very very easy and very common you know people get swept up in the momentum of life it's like you know they have to they're living for security they're living for what their parents told them to do they're living for what they think society wants them to do it's like you're in a job you know it's like you want people to say that you're funny but you, you know it's like you can't be funny at your workplace because you know it's it's just not it's just not the environment so it's like you don't have a circle of friends you've never built a circle of friends because you've been too busy doing this all, all this other stuff so what do you what do you want people to say it's like don't let other people including myself and Stephen on this podcast like tell you what your goals should be it's like whatever your goals are it's like it's individual to you there's no right or wrong way you know obviously to a point to live your life it's like what life do you want to live like who do you want to be what do you want to do with your day like like you you have to know yourself and start learning yourself it's like if you're really just stuck at the minute and so something like the reset retreat could be if could be the best thing for you or even again just a fucking good book if you can't swing or afford the holiday it's like we need to go inside and figure out who we are and what we want as people, both short, medium, and long term. We need to create. We need to create the space to think and ask the right questions and 
you know, ponder the questions for more than two minutes, you know, proper deeply think about things because if you don't, like the time will pass before you know it, you'll be 30, then you'll be 40, then you'll be 50. And then sure, you know, a lot of your life is gone. Um, you know, and again, it's never too late to kind of, to, to change it, but you know, these things are so powerful and maybe asking yourself as well, this whole concept of, you know, extreme ownership, like people say like, oh yeah, my job, my family, it's like, well, at the end of the day, if you can already are honest about it, you probably made decisions that put you on this path, you know, whether you want to blame your parents because they told you yeah. you needed to be a doctor or you need, it was like, these were, these were your decisions to make and you made certain decisions that put you on this path or kind of got you into this situation. Or, 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 or lack of making decisions like you just like, yes, because you're because you're passive because you were drifting because you just kind of went with the flow whatever it was because you didn't have strong vision strong purpose um i would say the type of person i is i am a go with the flow kind of person and thankfully enough i settled i settled well you know it's like i seemed to catch a good wind which is fine but it's like if i if i generally wasn't happy like if i was working though like and obviously like i'm not as passive you know i'm not i'm not extreme hot automatically passive it's like I like when I was working in the race course, nothing against the race course, nothing against being a bus boy. It's like, but it's not something I wanted to do forever. And I remember feeling so strongly about that. It's like, if you're feeling very strongly and you literally hate going to work, it's like something has to change. And maybe exactly. you can't do anything in the short term, maybe the medium term, but definitely the long term, something has to change. Like, you can't be miserable every day doing the job you hate and hanging around with people you don't like. It's like, who could who could do that? It's like it's it's literally the lifestyle equipment equivalent of chicken, broccoli, and rice every day. It's like it's just miserable. Yeah. Short term, yeah. it's fine. You know, it's 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 a means to an end. Everybody has say, to exactly. Some, sometimes sometimes we have to be, we we got to do what we got to do in the short term because again, yeah. at the end of the day, the bills need paid, the rent needs paid. We got to do we yeah. got to do what we got to do. But from 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 my perspective, as somebody who you know you know you know grew up in the poor area, you know foster kid you know you could you could you could list out all the all the reasons that you shouldn't shouldn't do well but now to, like i really don't know anyone that lives their life with as much uh, i don't even want to say as much freedom but is, is the master of their own ship like i completely like you know i i'm, com- I'm completely in control of my life to the most part bar like you know extenuating outside circumstances you know i decide what i want to do every day what i want to work on you know i had this idea for the reset retreat there a couple months ago boom just threw it out there and putting my will behind it to try and make it happen said you know i own a business where i work with my fiance my brother my other brother my sister-in-law some of my best friends you know what i mean it's like that's what's possible for you like we, we are here to create um but we we got to be conscious and we got to like it's not going to fall in your lap by accident like you have to really try and you have to be willing to put yourself out there you have to be willing to fail but if you like you can have whatever you want if you're willing to if you're willing to I want to say just i don't want to say even just put in the work but if you're if you're, if you're brave enough to ask for it like if you're saying if you're brave enough to fail if you're brave enough to look yeah, stupid well, yeah, well, in the attempt. i was say look stupid that's why i was waiting for you to say it you know it's like because so many people just don't try stuff because they're afraid to look stupid you know afraid to try mm-hmm. something like i seen uh another reel or tiktok and an audio noise and it was like you know it's like when when do we start shitting on people for trying and i was like oh like and again and fair enough like if you if you ever heard about like the, the zebras it's like uh, they were trying to study zebras and all this kind of stuff and so you know they'd get they'd lose them in the crowd and so what they do is they'd mark it with a little bit of red paint and basically every single time they mark a zebra they'd, they'd be the first one the lines got or they put a wee tag in their ear it'd be the first one the lines got because they stood out for the crowd and generally again it's very it's very scary standing up the crowd because you make yourself vulnerable it's like it's very easy to be a part of, part of the herd and it's very safe and again depending on your seasons maybe this is your season for safety maybe you should be part of it maybe it's not your opportunity or time to stand out right now but it's like 
yeah, it's like if you want to stand out, if you want to, you know, not be part of her, if you don't want to get what the, the like if you're happy enough grazing along and tearing away, actually no problems. Nobody's nobody's prerogative to tell you how to live your life. But it's like if you're generally not happy right now with the momentum of the herd, it's like you're gonna to need to step out and you know, you're gonna risk getting cut off the knees or judged, this kind of stuff. It's like fuck them people, you know, it's like if they if they're generally as people who are just gonna shit on you for trying your best and trying to fill your dreams, like Obviously, look, it's human nature. You're going to care. But, I mean, try to care less. Again, there's another skill for you. The Art of Not Giving a Fuck is another book that's out there. It's like you have to do your best to try not to care about what people think and just do you and listen to your heart and have your own vision and do your best to pursue it. Because then, like, most like, most people are unhappy. Most people are overweight. Most people are unhappy. Most people are in jobs they don't like. Like, you know, if you look at the stats, you look at the polls. You know, these these are the things that people say. So you definitely should not be doing what other people are doing. Like, something that I kind of has really kind of resonated with me over the over the years. I think it's also an Oscar Wilde quote is like, everything popular is wrong. That's kind of why I'm such a such a contrarian at times or such a skeptic. Like, you know, if if I kind of feel like the whole like this this thing is like you know pop culture or can everybody's kind of gone like okay i need to i need to really look into that because i feel like most people haven't thought about it and they're probably being manipulated um so that's kind of maybe why why i'm a little bit of a contrarian well, um, exactly. very important question everyone though like really it is like i like even even just like when you bring in stuff like j- just randomly I, i'll find myself i'll just kind of question you a little bit it's not it's not because i don't believe in it. it's just to kind of poke around a little bit and see what's what and see what the reasoning is behind that and if it sounds you know, fair enough, 100%. And generally, like, for you, like, sometimes, like, you'll say something to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really know, but this just needs your reaction. And you say, oh, yeah, but this, this, and X, or X, Y, and Z, and this is what it's going to work. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then often enough times, like, if sometimes some of the rules that are put to people is, like, if you just question it, it's like, it just crumbles. And you're like, why are you following that? Does that just seem stupid? Yeah, because because this, this is the thing, like, most people own, like, and again, even kind of bring it back to kind of, you know, kind of health and fitness goals, like, most people, nobody goes beyond the first layer of inspection. You know what I mean? Like this, we seem to have a massive problem with, with systems thinking and thinking about how different things interact with each other. We kind of stop one question deep. It's like, it's, it stops at, I don't have enough time. It's like, okay, why do you not have enough time? Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Now just in the second layer, I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time because I stayed up too late and I'm not getting up early enough to do the things that I want to do before I go to work. Ah, oh, now it's interesting. And then it's like, why are you not going to bed on time? Because... And watch because we've fallen the routine where we watch this show every night and the show is an hour long and we only put it on at 10 o'clock so mathematically it's actually impossible for me to get a good night's sleep based on the, the routine that we have going on and they're like I'm just kind of just kind of go a couple of layers deep like most people really do seem to from my perspective and again i'm guilty about myself like we we cut things off too quickly you know we, we don't go deep enough we don't ask enough questions we 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 label ourselves or we frame situations in a certain way that don't empower us Whereas, like, listen, like, if you're not happy with the way things are, like, you really have to make, you really have to make a change. First, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs come to mind. Like, the first layer of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, like, you know, just security. You know, like, we need, everybody needs financial security. That's just, like, we need a roof overhead, we need shelter. And obviously, in today's world, that means you need to have a certain amount of money. So until we kind of get past, get past that hurdle, most people don't have the the bandwidth to even consider most things, literally, they're, literally in, they're in the scarcity after, mentality, they're yeah. in the week to week mentality. It's very, very difficult. You're after tying it all together. Boom. Keep this. That's perfect. Yeah. The hierarchy needs. That's how you're determining your seasons. That's how you're determining your bandwidth. 100%. You fucking, I, fair play to you. No, fair play to you. So, yeah, exactly. So, let's work through it 100%. So, obviously, you're not going to have the bandwidth for self actualization, all that kind of stuff. If your base, security level, and all that kind of stuff, maybe you can pull up the image there, Stephen, and just kind of go through it there with, with the guy. That's actually fantastic. 100%. 
Because this, this, this is something that I've been thinking of because kind of in the, in the process of revamping the, the membership site and this is one of the things that I think is is super important. Yeah. Um, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm not sure if anybody, and again, but this kind of thing we're talking about too because we mentioned a couple of times in the last two pods about like, you know, this kind of thing about the higher self and that kind of thing. And for me, that really all comes down to um, you know, the pursuit of self-actualization, like the actualized version of yourself is the, you know, your highest self, essentially. So let me see if I remember how to share maybe screen here. But yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. And so this is this is where we come back to the per perfectionist mentality. People are literally looking for self-actualization, like the top of the tops, and they literally haven't even got the bare bones of their, like, like you know, they still haven't got, um, you know, their, their uh, physiological needs. Like, so for talk's sake, let's talk about nutrition. Self-actualization version of this would be absolutely everything perfect all the time, everything going well, no stress. You know, physiological needs, it's like you need to treat, you need the skills in the kitchen, you need your protein, you know, it's like you need to find the balance with everything, you know, you need to just be able to afford the meal plan at, you know, at its bare bones. Yeah, no, I think for, for, for me anyway, because I always try and look through, like I try do try and look through, like see even like the fine program through the lens of of um, of Maslow's hierarchy needs and kind of ask ourselves like how like how many layers of this can we actually help people with? Um, and to be fair, like it's, really kind of starts on the third layer like we ideally like the people who come in and smash our program are either the people who have the first two layers kind of um sorted on their own and then it's kind of getting people to that from that you know to that kind of love and belonging because again there's kind of all about kind of community connection you know people describe you know the fine fit family this kind of stuff like we're trying to do that we're trying to build people's self-esteem their self-respect and we're trying to help them become the best version of themselves it i feel like these are the ones that come in and just smash the program but the people who maybe don't have their physiological needs or their say their safety needs you know um, that people who have their bandwidth is already stretched because of maybe financial stress or you know maybe said their their nutrition is shit so their energy is shit their sleep is shit you know these kind of things these are the problems that they're facing they're kind of on them lower levels i'm always trying to think like what can we do to try and help people get up off of them and you know hopefully through I really feel like it's mindset. Like it really is kind of, you know, having a vision for the future, having a vision, having a vision and realizing that, listen, the bad days don't have to last forever. And here's a nice, simple strategy that we can implement to help us move it, move in the right direction, move in the direction that we want to be going. But, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I think, is, is is a great lens to look at your life with. And ask yourself, honestly, like, what level of this am I on? You know, do I have, you know, a lot of us, we have a lot of this is covered, but the food, the food is, is a big problem for a lot of people. Shelter is a lot of problem, is a big problem for a lot of people because, again, you know, I can't imagine paying, you know, 1400 euro a month rent. Like, you know, even though, like, I wouldn't consider myself to be to be poor, I'm definitely not rich, but, you know, um, the 1400 euro a month in, 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 in rent every month would be would be a bit of a stretch. And then, obviously, we're talking about doubling, you know, electricity costs, etc. cetera. Um, then a lot, of, but a lot of this stuff is self-inflicted, like, you know, lack of sleep. But, again, maybe that's because you have to work two jobs to kind of keep the lights on type thing. Like, you know, um, then the second one, then personal security, employment. I would, I, would say, I would say physiological needs, generally, we don't deal with people who are at that at all. Like, like if you're there, I probably haven't met you because, like I said, like, you can't afford the membership. You're not looking for gym. You, can't, yeah, you're, you probably can't afford personal training if you're, if you're, if you're stuck in that. But, but also I'm saying, but it's like, no, but like, because people can still have their finances in order. You know, because maybe again they've got a good job, got a good career. No, because no, yeah. no, sorry, no, because they haven't got they haven't got air, like air, water, food. It's not like quality at this point. It's just do you have food, shelter, sleep? So where we would really yeah, meet true. people, where where we would really meet people is here. They're under health, so that's really where where. So if you haven't got your health in order and you're kind of coming to us as a health strategy, 
it's like, well, this is maybe where you're going to struggle because you maybe don't have, you know, your personal security or your employment set up. So, you know, you're maybe still struggling financially to get the meal plan together. Um, you know, like maybe again, your property, like your, your rent and paying crazy resources. This is the big one. Resources don't just mean finances. It's like, you know, you don't have the skills. This is kind of where we touch on. You don't have the nutrition resources. You don't have the pots, the pans, the skills, the knowledge of what you need to do well. And people, as you said, who are really just looking for love and belonging, it's like once you have all your, your, your resources together and you're just looking for a little bit of motivation, it's like when, we, when, when it comes to encouragement and information and love, like we are top of the pops. When it comes to um, safety needs, it's like, you know, it's like that, that's a very personal, individual and private experience for an awful lot of people. Like, you know, like, you, like we can coach you through your knowledge, but you're going to have to take that on yourself. You know, it's like, you know, your property, your job, all this kind of stuff. This is all stuff that you're going to have. This is why we really uh, focus on personal development because it really is a personal journey. You're going to have to focus on growing these things and we can help you and coach you through it and help you manage your time, your money, your stress. But realistically, that is all on you past your, like your physical needs. If you're in a house, you know, Ireland's great like that. Like you'll get the dole, this kind of stuff. But in terms of like your safety needs, like your health, your property, resources, employment, personal security, it's like, that is really on you, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. But also, like, personal security, like, I would say, like, self-defense. Like, you know, self-defense, I would kind of put that in there. Like, you know, there's just, a, there's just a different mindset, different mentality when you're walking around and you know that, listen, worst-case scenario, I, I know how to fight to to a modest level so I can at least throw a couple of punches and run away if I need to. Um, you know, yeah, these, these bottom two, I feel like these are – this is kind of where the whole thing of like personal responsibility kind of comes in. This is you got to get yourself to the second layer, and then this is where the fun stuff happens. Then love and belonging, esteem, self-actualization. This is the stuff that I would say makes you happy. This stuff keeps you alive, and then everything else above that then makes you happy on that path to self-actualization. Because I know if I'm not making progress, if I'm not kind of moving in the direction that I want to move, um, you know, kind of in this battle where, where my higher self, my lower self, my lower self is winning because I'm not doing the things I know I should be doing, not taking the actions, implementing the habits, the behaviors, whatever it is. Um, that's when I'm at my least happy. But, um, you know, these top three, I think, is very, very good. And I, I feel like that would always be a pod in itself because even with this, like, you know, I feel like I want to kind of sit down and kind of study it a little bit before I can maybe start preaching about it. But, um, no, very, 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 very isn't aware of, you know, the Maslow's hierarchy is, is a very powerful tool um, in terms of priorities. How you need, what do you need to prioritize first? Well, you need to sort out your physiological needs. Like, you need air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. You need to get these things right. Then we move on to personal security, employment, resources, health, property. Getting to that point where you know um, all our all our basic needs are met and a little bit more, and then we can kind of really start because uh, this 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 is where the mental health problems really really come into play. I think down here, like there is like there is nothing like financial stress generally, um, even with the lockdowns and things like that was very very stressful here. Like literally, like you could be shut down in a couple of days' notice, like. Very, very, very stressful, and that's kind of why I was kind of saying earlier on, like you know, my bandwidth was was very, very stretched. Because not only were we were we trying to survive, we were we were trying to thrive, we were trying to be a good example, we were trying to to grow our business and open a new facility and stuff. Um, and also, and also support people, like like I mean, like we really like we had the pressure of like like people coming to us and saying, oh, I don't know what we do without you, and here's us going, well, <laughs> we got to make sure we, we do what we do without you, because this is this is again because we're trying to create win-win relationships. Like that's little that's for me that's what business is. Business is trying to accumulate as many win-win relationships as you possibly can. You give us money, we give you an incredible service. Everybody wins. Your life is better. Our life is better. You know that's kind of the whole point of the whole thing. Um, but again, Maslow's hierarchy is I think is, is is a very very powerful tool, a very very simple tool, but very powerful. Dash of okay, where do where do you fall on this pyramid, and what 
what are we looking for? Because again, if we get you the here, like, but this is people like I feel like our, our relationships and our friendships could be a lot stronger. I know for me anyway, I'm ter- I'm relatively poor at kind of maintaining long term friendships. I've got a couple of good friends, luckily that are the type of friends that I don't need to see them very regularly. Um, you know, obviously got got yourself and Chris as well, like as you know, brothers slash best friends, good friends. Um, so that obviously helps a lot in the fact that we work together, we see each other regularly. But this. But maybe maybe that's maybe that's because on the journey, maybe that's because right now you're really focused on personal security, employment, resources, health and property. You know, it's like like you and 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 you really are like you. That's like that's where an awful lot of your resource goes into the business. Into and again, like fucking making sure that you know everybody connected to you is doing well as as well. It's like it's going to be hard for you to take that next step into friend friendship and intimacy without like like before moving on and making sure that all that's kind of streamlined. Yeah. You know, and, and again, and again, I'm sure at different seasons in your life, it's like different things are going to change. Like, I'm sure there's been a period in your life where you're like, oh, OK, it's set. We're up at self-actualization. We're working out. Everything's going really well. And it's like, actually, you know what it is? I need to level up here. We're going to change the standard. You know, now, you know, the safety standard has, has gone up. The, 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 the resources standard has gone up. So, you know, everything needs to change. And so it's, it's not just a hierarchy. It's a hierarchy of hierarchies. Yeah, I know, I know, but like this, but this is why like people would come. But this is why I feel like because I, I think about it. And this is why I feel like people would describe like you know going through the program, like not just our program, like other kind of health and fitness programs as well, because you know people would have similar stories. You know, people would kind of describe it as life changing, and this is what it is. You're just kind of helping people move through these different channels, moving up towards the path of self actualization. Like nothing will make you happier, I believe, than being the best version of yourself, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Now, these are the things that are really going to help you um, feel feel good in yourself, because otherwise it's just you know it's just wasted potential. And I think that as human beings, the goal is you know to become the best version of ourselves. Because not only are we the best version of ourselves for ourselves, we're the best version of ourselves within our friends and family or community. We can can have that impact. And again, it all ties in again, you know, because again we get respect, we got self esteem, we got status recognition, more freedom. Um, you know, I just think it's super important. It's a, it's a great tool. Like, share, comment. Let us know what you think of the podcast. We said we're in a routine and we're going to make it happen every week. Uh, myself and Chris are going to do Out With The Devil now soon as well. If you want me and Brian to cover any topics, any books, we're kind of looking at Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle Is The Way. And kind of really, um, the philosophy in that book is how do we turn challenges in life into opportunities? How do Brian, we kind of I'll start doing cool showers. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe anyone wants to set a chance for Brandon to maybe do the do the uh, have a couple of cold showers on as well before the next podcast and let's know about his experience yeah i think that would be pretty pretty cool pretty interesting i might maybe give it a go myself because again but actually cold showers actually are, are pretty cool like you know like you're super uh, super awake super alert it gets you breathing deeply right into your belly you know it is a pretty interesting experience like sea swimming and stuff like that as well but again it's, it's it is hard to get in there and hard to it's hard to self-inflict i think it's easier to jump into the ocean than it is to actually turn the, than to turn the shower down so that could be interesting i'd be interested to see if you do that but anyway let me rabbit and all guys appreciate your time appreciate you taking the time to listen to us hope you all have an amazing day an amazing week and again if you need anything at all feel free to reach out to us anytime we are more than happy to help and support